Okay, welcome back to the Ultimate Pocket Therapist. We are a mother and daughter team of Shanette and Brooke, wanting to educate and enlighten others on mental health issues. Yes, here we are again. Yes, we are back. (laughs) So probably before we start, we should talk about our disclaimer. Probably a good idea. So this is in no way, shape, or form. It's supposed to be a therapy session. This is only for information and hopefully a lot of entertainment. Hopefully at least some entertainment. Some entertainment, as much as can be with mental health. Yes. Right. A a little bit of entertainment is preferred. So if any of this ever hits home, please remember that there are resources available in your area for help. Don't hesitate to seek help or treatment if you feel like any of this is something that has triggered something or brings up something that you might need help with. Yes. Get help. Yeah. Get help. Don't use us for help. Don't use us. No. We're we're a poor source. We are a poor source (laughs) of help. Again, hopefully just a little entertainment. No help. We don't want to help Yeah, we wouldn't help anybody. Yeah. Yeah, I don't believe in it. (laughs) Anyway. So So last week we had our, we covered a first listener email question. And that was kind of interesting. Yeah. That was a good old narcissistic type thing, I'm believing. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, what, what mm-hmm. seemed narcissistic. Right, from what we could gather. Yes. Yep. Um, but we got another question pop up this week, and it's not very in-depth. It's not much of a whole story baseline, but it does bring up some interesting points. Yeah, just yeah. kind of a, well, I'll just read it. Okay. There's not a lot of background information, but this is how it goes. I have a coworker that I can't figure out. She seems to be really nice and friendly, but stirs up trouble with female office staff. She flirts with all the men, and they think, quote, she walks on water. She is always trying to get information out of you about other people and then somehow uses it against you. I have just stopped talking to her. And then I heard through the work gossip channels that for no reason I hate her and she can't figure out what she ever did. She now makes it obvious. um, She now makes an obvious attempt of staying away from me. She sits across the room at staff meetings and gets everyone to sit by her and then talks to them and makes sure I notice that they are all talking. I am ready to quit but I really like my job. I don't know what to do. You know, it just goes <laughs> to show that out of high school, the little girl high school games never stop. Never stop. Yeah. It's seriously. Uh-huh. Yeah. I had a job a few years back that there was a lot of, it was a women based job yeah. or, or where my section was women based. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And thankfully I was on the outskirts of most of it, but I could just watch Oh, yeah. The games being played. And it was seriously like little hens clucking Mm -hmm. in one. And then they just leave somebody out and they'd all like go together and do their little clucking. And it was just like. And do you realize men in the office don't do this? They're not. They they don't give two shits. No, they could care less. Uh Uh-uh. Yeah. They they like the flirting. Yeah, that's always Uh fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They they play into that, but they do not care about the office gossip. We got a boss in that same group. We went from having a female boss to a male boss. And I remember when he first came in and he was doing our, he'd bring us in like one, one at a time, one by one. And 
kind of get to know you. Yeah. Meet, meet and greet. Right. Yeah. And as soon as he realized I had literally a give a shit less personality, I wasn't involved <laughs> in that. And I was a, a lead over a certain area of our team. And it was so funny because he was just like, oh, I have never been in charge of women. Are they always like this? <laughs> And I'm like, and you go, not Me. all of them, but you always end up with a few. There's always a couple yeah. in yeah. a group. <laughs> yeah, because this little comment thing that she made just seems very typical. Yes, <clears throat> mm-hmm. it does. So what pops out to me if, if I'm going to be the therapist? That would be preferred. Please be okay. the therapist. Yes. What pops out for me is that she might be dealing with a borderline personality. Not herself. She's dealing with the person that's causing this trouble. Mm-hmm. Could the, be. the hell raiser uh-huh. is the one yes. stirring it up. Yes. 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 I definitely mm-hmm. think a borderline personality disorder is pretty much spot on to that. Spot on. Uh-huh. Yes. And I think once people realize, hopefully our listeners will go through a criteria of what a borderline is. I'm pretty sure all of you will be able to pinpoint one currently in your life. Yeah. Or, or more. One, <laughs> one or two. Yeah. Or one that you have had yeah because it is it's such a prominent thing and once you know what it is there's no unseeing it in people right yeah yeah so basically with a borderline we we have a lot of what she's just kind of alluding to in this little comment she made i call it divide and conquer borderlines are great at giving information to both sides to create trouble between those two sides and then coming in the middle as the hero, mm-hmm. you know, and they stirred up the little thing where she says stirs it up. That's kind of a clue is mm-hmm. she's taking information, stirring up trouble. Yeah. Yeah. For probably no good reason, except that that's what they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's no, nothing to gain. Yeah. It just, and it doesn't stop. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had a, had a work situation. Actually, this is a story about um, a borderline in an office setting that was the reason I went into private practice. Oh, okay. Seriously. I just thought of that. Before we get into that story, though, do you want to read what the criteria? Oh, like like what? What we, actually a borderline personality person? Oh, so you want me to do like the therapy stuff. <laughs> Let's educate some people here, Mom. Oh, for hell's sakes. I'm sorry. Okay. You got to educate. Just, you can't think people are just like me and just have been hearing this kind <laughs> of crap my entire life. Okay, fine. Fine. We'll talk about borderline. <laughs> and no. then we'll hear about your personal I know. You take story. all the fun out of my I'm stories. Sorry. You slow I down. Like, slow down. I like stories. Go through steps here. Okay. So uh, borderline personality disorder for our listeners that would like to be educated. And enlightened. And enlightened. Okay, so personality disorders are really interesting, and there's many. And we kind of talked last week about narcissistic ones. There's borderline, there's hysteronic, there's antisocial. So what we know is basically our personality is believed to be formed when we're very little. You can read things that will say it's formed by first grade. I read something not too long ago that talked about three-year-olds having formed their personalities. So we look at the fact that our personalities are formed when we're small, okay? Mm -hmm. And part of our personality is our hereditary 
genetic makeup. The other part of our personality is environmental, okay? Personality that's formed when we are little, and they're usually consensus-wise believe that it's probably around age five or six, okay? And that's what you really read more, more studies on. That's the personality, believe it or not, that we will die with. Okay. Okay. There is no such thing as a personality makeover. Okay. Okay. Pretty much our personality stays consistent throughout our lifetime. Okay. And there are some really fun studies you can read about characteristics in children, and they follow those same group of children for 40 years, and they see similar characteristics as an adult that were present when they were small. So it's pretty consistent. Okay. okay? Makes sense. So if for whatever reason our childhood is not great, okay, say we've got abuse or there's trauma or, you know, sexual trauma, verbal abuse, any of it, what happens is it creates what we call an emotional deficit. And this emotional deficit kind of goes with us through life. Our emotional needs haven't been met. We have been in a toxic, dysfunctional home, mm-hmm. okay? And so this emotional deficit goes with us throughout our lifetime, and it can, as we get older, take the shape and form of a personality disorder, okay? Okay. So we do not diagnose personality disorders in children or teenagers because how we diagnose them is we see a pattern of behavior over and over again, okay? And what dictates our behavior is our personality so as an adult so we we diagnose personality disorders after the age of 18 we might see them kind of start forming and stuff in teenage years but diagnostically we don't really put a diagnosis down of a personality disorder till adulthood Okay. okay so we see this pattern of behavior over and over again then we can start to put our finger on it so you're probably wondering what the pattern of behavior is for a borderline (laughs) (laughs) i am certainly wondering oh i bet okay so if we're going to look at diagnostic criteria for borderline out of our dsm-5 that we've referenced many times before there are nine diagnostic criteria and out of the nine they have to have five or more of the following okay so the first one listed is real or imagined abandonment borderline's do not deal with abandonment, even perceived abandonment, anything. They do not. They are very needy. They do not like abandonment. Okay. Okay. And abandonment can be you leaving and going somewhere they're not invited to. It doesn't have to be like ending a relationship. It can just be kind of what I would call simple abandonment. Oh, we get a reaction. It can be hanging up from a phone call when they're not ready to hang up. And then all of a sudden it's, well, why do you want to hang up now? Who else are you going to talk to? How come you don't want to keep talking to me? And it's like, because I've got to go to bed. Mm -hmm. You know, it can be that. And that's actually, I've had that many times (laughs) be talked about. Um, Chronic feelings of emptiness. Again, that just, you know, just a feeling of emptiness that it's never enough. So you're always trying to fill their bucket. Emotional instability, um, they just have a lot of emotional deregulation, okay? They can go from sadness to irritability to anxiety. It usually just lasts a few hours, not often more than a few days, but they just really react, okay? They have identity disturbance, um, 
unstable self-image or sense of self, impulsive behavior in at least two areas that are potentially self-damaging, spending, sex, substance abuse, reckless driving, binge eating. Another one is inappropriate, intense anger or difficulty controlling anger, frequent displays of temper, constant anger, sometimes even physical fights, pattern of unstable and intense interpersonal relationships characterized by extremes between idolization and devaluation, also known as splitting. So this is one that I see a lot with borderlines. In an impersonal relationship, they either love you or they hate you. And it can go back and forth in any given day. Yeah. Okay. You are either a piece of shit or you're the most wonderful person in the world. And it's really confusing to know which which one you are, which day. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on if you tell them no. Okay. We see a lot of uh, reoccurrent suicidal behavior, gestures, threats, and some self-harming. And generally with a personality disorder like borderline, we don't actually have people committing suicide. What we have is the threat of it for attention or to get people not to abandon them. The manipulation yep. part of it. We see it a lot with that. And then sometimes they have uh, stress-related paranoia, ideation, and some disassociative symptoms. Okay. You know, don't see that as much. So that's our diagnostic criteria. That was confusing for everybody. No. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I asked for it. Yes, you did. And it's, uh, it is a woman, female-based what we see is men can be borderline, but what we see with personality disorders is we see women tend to be more borderline, more hysteronic. We see men more antisocial and actually three to one a little bit more narcissistic. Mm. So, yeah, there is some gender stuff. I have worked with a couple of men that were borderline. It's just not quite it's as It's not as common. We see it more. And we also see with borderline women a kind of a blend of a borderline narcissist two of them together. I've worked with many people that probably had all the criteria for each. We love a hybrid. Yes, I know. Yeah, overachiever. Overachiever. I'm not going to just be one. You pay good money to get them hybrids these days. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Okay, now tell us your story about when you were, you're you're allowed to tell it Oh, now now I can tell the story? I am, I am, I'm allowing it but now that I've talked about borderlines, I even have a better story. Okay. But you want to hear the one about the work? I want to hear whatever your heart desires, mom. Oh, my word. Now my mind is just going because I have really dealt with a lot of borderlines. <laughs> well, everyone loves a story. So you just have that. Enjoy your stories. Well, I'll tell. So this one you might remember. Okay. This, this happened um, after the borderline story that caused me to go into private practice. (laughs) I had an office in my home and I ended up seeing a gal, Karen. Yeah, of Mm -hmm. course. Mm -hmm. Karen. Mm -hmm. That was actually referred to me by one of her boyfriends. Okay. And she started seeing me very attractive, very nice, very friendly, outgoing person. Okay. Okay. And she was always in and out of relationships. And she had been married when I saw her five times. 
nice. Mm -hmm. She did have some children from different relationships that I think were older. Okay. Mm -hmm. But her, she, she would, I don't know how she did. She would like pull men in and then because of her behavior, they got to a point where they just like could not deal with it because she was very, she was very borderline. And the interesting thing is she would change her kind of like a facade. She was almost a chameleon because if she was dating someone who was Catholic, her house was decorated with crosses and stuff. If she was dating someone in Utah, we have our Mormon culture. Mm -hmm. If she was dating someone Mormon, she would go in and her house would have uh, pictures of temples. Mormon temples. She would literally redecorate her house based on who she was dating. Awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She That's was a lot of effort. She was. She was good. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. One time she was dating a um, person in our little community that was a police officer, and they were engaged, and now they were starting to have some problems, and she wanted to bring him into counseling, and so I had worked with him for a couple of times and unbeknownst to me he had decided during one of our therapy sessions to break up with her in your therapy house. session mm-hmm. oh. in my house because mm-hmm. okay for you guys that don't know my mom has always seen her clients in home right she's always had an in-home office right so because mm-hmm. i actually is this the one from when I was really little and all the screaming and yelling and crazy. Like, yeah. I just remember yeah, there that. were very few times that I was even aware of anything going on in your working world. Yeah, and this was one of those that, like, over my cartoons, I could hear mm-hmm. scream. Okay. All right. I'm on board. Yes. Yeah. I know. You now were, know where we are. Yeah. You were fairly small. I Yeah. I mm-hmm. know. And I, I just have those flashbacks of yes. absolute mm-hmm. chaos going on downstairs. Yes. In your office. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Because he chose the therapy session to break up with her. And she had an absolute come apart. And she was yelling and screaming and calling him names and walking around my office. And I'm thinking, oh, this is really fun. I really am enjoying it. Thanks, Bob. Yeah, this is thanks, awesome. Thanks, Bob, for doing it at my house. So anyway, in a fit of anger, she walks across my office and kicks him as hard as she can in his leg, right between his ankle and knee, and he did not flinch. Oh, my gosh. Okay. And I don't know if I mentioned he was a police officer. Mm-hmm. Okay. So his police car was parked out front. Okay. And she comes back in and throws her keys at him, hits him in the chest, and she goes storming out. Okay. And I'm thinking, oh, I might want to call the police, but they were already there. Yeah. And and doing absolutely and nothing to help. He just sat <laughs> quietly and I looked at him and I said, you better fix this. This isn't going to work in my office and in my home. So you need to go take care of this. And so he got up got up, went outside, and the screaming and yelling went on in my driveway for, oh, probably another good hour and a half, two hours. My next client came. They were still out in the yard screaming and yelling. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, they ended up staying broke up. And 
as time went on, she actually kind of had sights on someone that we knew personally that had gone through a divorce. And she was like, you know, like flirting with him and going for rides in his truck. Well, the problem is, is um, he did not, of course, know anything about her. Okay. Mm -hmm. And he started kind of like being interested in her. Oh, I should back up. Meanwhile, after that incident, I fired her. And I said, you're not welcome to come back. I'm not having that display. This isn't appropriate. And I'm not, the, I'm not, the time or place to do this is not at my home in my office. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I basically did not schedule any additional sessions with her. So her way of getting back at me is she ended up telling this acquaintance of ours that she was really angry that I wouldn't see her in counseling more. And she knew two ways she could hurt me. She could hurt me through my kids or hurt me through my horses. Mm -hmm. Oh, cute. Yeah. 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 She's, a, she's a gem. And I said to this person, I says, well, luckily she does not know where my horses are because they were kept in a place away from our house. We lived in town. The horses were a little out of town, but you couldn't see them from the road. Really remote area. Yeah. They were super tucked back in. Yeah. You couldn't drive by and see my car park there, mm -hmm. you know? And he says, well, maybe I drove her down to see your horses. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. So Fantastic. anyway, yeah. So I ended up fixing this problem by calling her and scheduling an appointment and having her come back in. I did not tell her that I had ever talked to him or knew about her threats. Mm -hmm. And I basically said, do you understand the reasons why I fired you? And she said, yes. And I said, I would be willing to work with you again with these boundaries. Because I thought I better have her on my side than have her harming you guys or my horses. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the borderline I worked with that you remember. I Yes. And I again, I don't even remember even details, but I just remember the screaming and uh -huh. the looking out the front window going... <laughs> You know, in my little toddler, whatever mind yeah. of, holy shit, what did mom do? <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was an interesting, dad was in his office working and, you know, the whole scene. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Plus we had a little neighborhood dead end road. I'm sure all the neighbors In a very were. Mormon community. Yeah. Can you even imagine what the neighbors were talking oh, about? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Like we knew those, we knew those guys But that's bad. kind of a... Not a typical, but that's kind of a reaction you get with abandonment, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because yep. she got, it one, abandoned by her police officer boyfriend, mm -hmm. and then abandoned by you by mm -hmm. firing yourself from her. Right. And it was just, there's no letting it yeah. go. They don't let shit mm -hmm. go. So the next person she um, formed a relationship with only knew her about 60 days, and they went to Vegas to get married. And his family just loved her. This, she had uh, changed into a Mormon for this particular person. Okay. okay. And when they got to Vegas, you have to fill out the certificate, right? Mm -hmm. To get your license. So anyway, apparently she had told him that she'd been married like five times. And when she's filling out the application for, I guess, the wedding license or whatever it is, she'd actually been married seven times. She had just forgot to mention a few of them. Only seven. Uh-huh. Yeah. You yeah. know how much work that is? 
yeah, how much work it is to get mm-hmm. divorced, let alone get married, then mm-hmm. get divorced. To do yeah. it seven times. So this particular marriage, he worked for a company in the small town, and this particular marriage did not last very long. I think it Opposed lasted. To other marriages yeah. that lasted. I don't know. It's had seven. Yeah. <laughs> but but we see that a lot. That's that you know, really poor self-image, interpersonal stuff. I mean, this is an extreme case, but we do see a lot of, you know, interpersonal relationship issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So then just a funny note, I thought it was funny because I had kept in contact with some of these people, okay? They formed uh, Karen. The exes? The exes, yeah. Okay. The exes, yes. I'll clarify that. Formed a Karen ex-husband group. And they all kind of got together and realized they had a lot in common, and they would meet for coffee. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Little, little club support yeah, group. Yeah, uh-huh, support group. <laughs> yep. Oh, my God. Can you imagine the stories they had? Oh, no. You think my story's good. Can you imagine the combination? Oh, my gosh. Meeting people basically all the same person. Yeah. yeah. Dealing with the same person. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. That is nuts. Mm-hmm. So over the years, I've kind of um, really worked hard on not taking borderline clients if I could figure it out because it's just, it, they're a difficult population to deal with. But right now, currently, believe it or not, I have um, a couple people on my caseload that are diagnosed with borderline personality and do real well. Both of them knew they were borderline before they came to see me. They were diagnosed in treatment facilities. And... They are really respectful of my boundaries, and we do really well. Mm-hmm. You know, in fact, they work really hard to deal with their borderline issues and not allow it to impact their lives. So, you know. So, what would you recommend then to our listener, and then all these other listeners that are having these light bulb moments of "Holy oh, shit, I know someone like this." I've got someone in my office. What What's the best way to deal with a borderline like for me i've always just if i can pinpoint it before i know them mm-hmm. i just keep it at that point that i just don't know them and i just keep that healthy wide mm-hmm. birth from them <laughs> they just don't get involved that's how right but you know sometimes you don't realize that till it's too late well i would you know for the person that wrote this being in a work situation my best advice is to really have an understanding of what you're dealing with and will realize that you're not going to win and to stay kind of emotionally detached. Mm-hmm. You know, I would be, you know, respectful to this person and nice, but I would not engage in conversation in which you give her any information. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, people around her are going to catch on. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's worth quitting your job over. Right. Because I agree. the people in her, it, the borderline who is running her little clique right now, the those women are going to catch on. Right. And as long as you don't give them any reason to call you a bitch, mm-hmm. they're going to yep. eventually flock back to you. And I right. think it will work itself out naturally. Yeah. She will probably end up burning her own bridge. But the thing is, is like, I would also really work on not allowing it to emotionally penetrate. Yeah. It's okay. not worth your time. Right. Yes. Back to that a few episodes ago, we talked about emotional eggs. Mm-hmm. 
you know, don't give her any of your emotional aches. Go do your job, enjoy your job, enjoy your other coworkers, do the best you can and not get sucked into this yeah. because it's not going to change. Yeah. You're and, not going to fix it. Yeah. You, you can't right. change it. Right. And quitting your job is only going to make you unhappy and she's just mm-hmm. going to move on to someone else. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And she doesn't get to win. The moment you disengage from her too, she's going to mm-hmm. get bored of it. Mm-hmm. And once it's not affecting you, because that's what borderlines want to do. There's that divide and conquer. If there's nothing to divide because you don't give two shits. Right. I agree. Then mm-hmm. they're going to move on. It's kind of like a bully. Mm-hmm. And the sad thing is you could quit that job and go to another job and find exactly the same scenario. Yeah. It's like, oh my word, I just thought that happened here. But it's like you brought up, it's, you see it in workplaces. It's kind of common. Yeah. You know, we see it in high school and girl cliques. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it's very common. No matter, mm-hmm. unless you work in a 100% male-based yeah. dynamic, and you still might get one in you a male-based, might get one, but, but yeah. yeah, it's just, I think the sooner you learn just to mm-hmm. not get sucked in yeah. to it yeah, and just let it run its course, and the sooner you don't give two shits, the sooner it'll run its course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, I think that kind of wraps up today's episode. Yeah, there that we go. kind of interesting. I love Borderlines. I'm sure we'll come back to them. Oh, I've got many more stories. Oh, and I'm sure many more people will ask. <laughs> it's one of those things like... I, don't get me started, right? <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. And it's just one of those light bulb moments, I think, when people hear that, like, oh my gosh, yeah. This mm-hmm. happens to everybody? Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. Yes, it happens to everybody. It, it does. We've all ran across one and wondered what was going on. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Definitely. All right. Well, that kind of wraps up today. Um, feel free to email in to us. Our uh, email will be in the show notes mm-hmm. down below. And I guess we'll just catch you next time. Okay. Okay.